Welcome to WKJP News Radio. I'm your co-host Kayleen, and here with my shocked husband is Jordan. <laughs> You're so confused. I just did that. I know you did. Not even prepared. No. Sorry. You can do it. Welcome. <laughs> I'm taking over. I, I guess so. Welcome to WKJP News Radio, the show where we go through the 90s sitcom news radio one episode at a time. And this is our first season wrap-up episode. We will be talking about season one as a whole. We finished it last week. We're going to wrap it up before we move on to season two. I'm still reeling over the fact that there's like 20 episodes in season two. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Lord, bear me strength. We'll do it. It'll be fine. I have a lot to say. I'm a good talker. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. So, Kayleen, what have you been watching lately? So, we watched Billy Madison together. Go on. I really enjoyed that. Um, I knew so many words to it. I'm sure it was annoying to watch with me because I kept talking along with the movie. Um, I felt like, on the whole, it, it held up okay for what it was. I think it put it in your head because we talked about Norm MacDonald. I know. That's exactly it. And also we watched it on your birthday. I know. So I had to watch it. Did you? I mean. I mean, you said that very explicitly. It's my birthday. You have to watch what I want. That's true. So we got Indian food and watched Billy Madison. That's great. Yeah. All I was going to say was that I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Oh. And one of the things that I said to Kayleen while we were watching it was... I have kind of a negative bias toward Billy Madison, not because of it as a movie at all, but because the most annoying people in junior high loved it. And so they liked, well, they liked imitating Adam Sandler. Yep. And that's annoying. Yep. Um, Seinfeld is now on Netflix. And so I've been watching Seinfeld, not in any specific order or in any like, with any attention, but I've been watching Seinfeld. I mean, do you need to watch it with any sort of attention at this point? Like, no, haven't you seen no. most of those episodes I have. a thousand oh, times? Yeah, I have, but I'm glad to have, like, a new show that I can just have on in the background that I don't have to pay attention to. One show that I am curious about, that I've been meaning to ask you about, is we should watch that Squid show on Netflix. So I've watched two episodes. You have? Right? Yeah. I didn't think I, you'd want to watch it. I do. I... Is it? Is it a lot? Yeah, I don't... I've heard it's real violent and, like... It is real violent. I don't... I like Breaking Bad. That's violent. This is not like Breaking Bad. This is, is like a... This is like a Tarantino movie, kind of. Mm. I'm curious about it. It's have, interesting. So one of my coworkers, who I really respect, really likes it. And so oh. that makes me kind of like, hmm, if that person likes it, I'm curious about it. I will say... It also feels like a, a pop culture thing right now. Like, everybody's knowing, so I want to be in the know. Very much so. Yeah. You know? I will say that I've only watched two episodes, so yeah. um, it definitely did surprise me the way the second episode began went in a totally different direction than I was expecting it to. So mm. the pacing is very unusual. So mm. it's okay. I will keep watching it. Um, this is a very minor thing, but like by the end of the day, I'm usually so wiped that I just kind of want to like right. listen to something and like yeah. play a video game or whatever. Right. Um, so it is hard to watch that and also read the captions and like have my yeah. total attention focused on it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why I thought we could watch it together, to be honest, because I'm the same way at the end of the day. I, that's why I put on Seinfeld and then I 
do something else while I'm having a show on in the background. But I thought like, oh, this is maybe a show we would like sit and watch together. Yeah, maybe we should watch more of that. I've only watched two episodes. I'd watch them both again. Or you could just watch the first two and we could get caught up. It's very Um, stylish. Oh, well, I saw some like Halloween costume ideas based on it. Oh, yeah. So what are you watching, Jordan? Well, I was going to mention Squid Game. Oh. Um, what else have I been watching? How I Met Your Mother. Nope. I thought I heard the on the TV downstairs. No, you heard Community. Oh. That theme song. They're the same to me. Yeah. Two shows you don't like. I don't dislike either of them. I think I feel the same way about Community and How I Met Your Mother. And honestly, kind of the same way that I feel about news radio. They're shows that Jordan likes. He cackles when he watches them. They're probably fine. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. That's going to be our new tagline. News radio. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> um, oh, one thing that I have been watching, and it's a thing that I watch every year, is I watch Stand Against Evil. Hmm. I've told you about this show, right? It was a show probably. on IFC a few years ago. It was written by Dana Gould, who's best known for writing on The Simpsons. He's a stand-up comedian. Sure. It's a horror comedy set hmm. in somewhere in New England. Anyway, the premise is that the sheriff of this small town every sheriff of the small town for the last 300 years has been killed by this like group of witches and demons who yeah, like lives in yes. the town and yeah so you told me about this this new time. sheriff comes into town she's a a woman played by janet varney and um she and the old sheriff have to kind of team up against this kind of monster of the week and it's just really it's really easy to watch it's really funny it's really hmm. mild it's not scary so it's Halloween season, it's October, which means I want to watch horror or scary adjacent things, but I am such a weenie that I am not able to actually watch scary things, so this is like kind of my my halfway. Maybe next week we'll watch Hocus Pocus. Yeah, Hocus Pocus is way more up my alley. Um, if you want a point of comparison for Stand Against Evil, um, a good one would be like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, it's Stan Against Evil. I always want to say Stan versus Evil. It's Stan Against Evil, and it's Tucker and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Stan Against Evil, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Anyway, if you want to watch Stan Against Evil, it's on Hulu. It's just kind of a October tradition for me. Hmm. Anything else? Nope. What next? What next indeed? I wanted to give a shout out to two of our super fans. Whoa. <laughs> mom? <laughs> mom? <laughs> My mom has not listened to an episode of our podcast, I don't think. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure, but... I feel like you would have heard if she had. I feel like that's true as well. I would have gotten scolded for swearing or something. <laughs> I don't think she would scold you. Maybe I not. think she would just say, like, wow, sometimes you, the language is a little strong. <laughs> Sometimes it is. It's like when she went to watch your brother play at his metal show, and uh, and you asked her, so how were you with all the, like, cursing and, like, the word fuck over and over? And she was like, you know, uh, one would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> just just one time. You know, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want to give a shout-out to our super fans, both of whom we know in real life. Yay! First of all... Matthew. Hey, Matthew. (laughs) He 
he is a regular listener and he is always so kind to comment every time we release an episode. I really like hearing what he has to say. Yeah. He especially likes you. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I married you, so don't ask I me. I know, I know. But he, I think you expressed some uh, misgivings at the end of the last episode when I told you how many more episodes we're going to go through. And yeah. uh, maybe that worried him that you were going to bail. Don't worry, Matthew. I'm here. I'm in it. I'm in. <laughs> you can't quit. I can't quit. I can't quit you, Jordan. Nope, nope, you can't. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Matthew. Um, shout out to our good friend Tanya as yes! well. Tanya has also reached out to me several times talking about things we discussed on the show. Hey, Tanya. Tanya tried. I know. <laughs> Tanya tried the uh, grapes in lime juice experiment. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Tanya, for doing my science experiment for me, apparently. No good. <laughs> she texted Verdict, me no good. And said, uh, it just tastes like grapes in lime. <laughs> So I think I, I think it didn't work. Fair enough. Good to know. Apparently not everything on TikTok is true. Shocked. Yeah. Disappointing. Uh, so Tanya has also reached out with several fan theories. Oh. She had one about the empty coffee mugs mm. that Kayleen is always complaining about. I hate that. And when it comes back up, which it will in season two, maybe then I'll bring up her fan theory. She also has a fan theory about Bill's motivations in the Luncheon at the Waldorf episode. Oh, I'd be curious to hear these. Waiting to hear. Wow. Two, two super fans. Yeah. I've had some really nice interactions with other fans as well. So. All right. Thanks to everybody. Um, okay. So what I wanted to do before we get into the season one wrap up. So I wanted to do a summer of 95 lightning round. Oh, no. Lightning. <laughs> I'm not good at lightning rounds. Well, it's not trivia yet. Oh, okay. I have a trivia for us tonight. Oh, I, I have see. a game, but okay. I have a lightning round for us. Oh. So, where were you, Keelan, <clears throat> in the summer of 95? I don't know. That does... Probably riding my bike. Around. Oh, around. <laughs> probably in the middle of the road. I had, like, three friends. I was probably at their house every day. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that summer stuck out to you. No, for not any at reason. All. That was the summer I moved from Tennessee that's to Minnesota, a, well, so it was a, a big, big summer to me. So, wait, what grade were you in when you moved? I was going into fifth grade that fall. So I would have been going into seventh, seventh grade. grade. Yep. No, that summer doesn't stand out to me. I probably was biking around to friends' houses, probably watching a lot of television. Probably had a well. That might have been the first summer my mom had my brother and I home without a babysitter. Mm. I mean, because I would have been like what, almost 13? 13, 13 that, that fall. fall. Yeah. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit you with some lightning round of movies and music. Okay. It was a big movie summer. Okay. It was also kind of a big music summer. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with the movies first. And if you've got nothing to say, All you right. can pass. If you've got a memory or an opinion. Shout it out. Lay it on me. Eek. I'm ready. All right. And I'm going to kind of go in order of the biggest movies that summer. Number one, Crimson Tide. Nope. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Christmas. It's That's a Christmas movie or something. I think the original Die Hard is a Christmas I movie. I have watched Die Hard movies in high school, but I don't really remember them. I've only seen the first one. Yippee-ha-ki-yay, motherfucker. It wasn't that interesting That's to all me. I know. But I, I'm not a huge action movie fan. 
Ready? Casper. Oh, God, Devin Soya wanted to marry him. Yeah. Christina Ricci. Yep. She kissed a ghost. <laughs> so did Devin Sawa become the ghost in that movie? Yes. So I think he actually, like, voiced the ghost. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he gets to, like, be a real boy for a few minutes or something. And that's when he kisses Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. And then while they're kissing, he turns back into a ghost, which you can imagine how weird that would feel. I always thought that their house was super cool in that movie. I watched that movie many times. I don't know that I've ever seen this movie. Maybe this would be a good Halloween October <laughs> movie for me. <laughs> I'll watch it. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember Christina Ricci and being very like, mm, she's she's good looking. She's something. She's yowza. <laughs> she's like 13. I movie. know. That's weird. Know. Sorry. Well, you were like 11, so. Yeah, it's okay. Um, all right. Congo. Snake? Wasn't there like a big snake in that? Or wait, no, that was about like the apes or something. Mm. I think it's about gorillas. Gorillas? Yeah, I feel like that movie came out and it was like I'm thinking of Anaconda with the snake. Um oh, what was the one? It was about the monkey, like outbreak. That's outbreak. But I feel like Outbreak was like a terrifying movie. Like, yeah. oh my god, this could really happen. And I feel like Congo was like that too for some reason, but I think this one, and again, refer back to our theme song. We don't know. What we don't know what we're talking about. Full disclosure. I think in this one, isn't it Anthony Hopkins who like is a researcher studying in the jungle, and he like becomes assimilated into a tribe of like gorillas, and then he has to come back, and he's like crazy because he becomes a gorilla. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. We should watch that. Sure. Let's watch it. All right, Congo. All right, we're getting to some good ones. I'm ready. Batman Forever. Uh, is that the one that has Alicia Silverstone in it? No. I believe so. Batgirl? Yeah. It definitely has Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Okay. Edward Nigma. Yes. It has, I think, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yep. Yeah, I remember that movie. I didn't really watch it, but like I remember that being a movie that was like a thing. But again, I know I have never in my life really cared for superheroes. Hmm. I I just didn't go through a phase of like really thinking superheroes were cool. I also just never went through like the Star Trek or Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like it just kind of nothing against them. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. I this was back when I didn't know movies could be bad. I honestly don't think I understood that some movies were bad until I was in late high school, early college. Yeah. Because there was a part of me that thought if a movie had gotten that far... It was made. It was made. It got made. It got written. It got shot. It got edited. It got, you know, marketed. Like... It was good. It's got that, you know, millions and millions of dollars behind it. Like, it's going to be a good product. And so then when I would come out of a movie and I would be like, I didn't enjoy myself, I was like... I must not have gotten it. <laughs> and I think that's how I felt about Batman Forever, because I'm like, I'm supposed to like this. This is Batman. It's for me. It's got Jim Carrey, who I like. Like, what's, what, what? Oh, it, it had um, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face as well. Oh, okay. um, Like, why didn't I like this? But yeah, that's exactly how I felt about Batman Forever. Hmm. Pocahontas? Just around the river bend. Were you a little too old for this stuff at this point? Um, I remember having sleepovers and making videos of us singing to the Pocahontas songs. 
Have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Yeah, I remember the choir in my school singing that song. <laughs> of course they did. Of course they did. Uh, my sister was very into Pocahontas. I wasn't really into it, but I liked just around the river bend. This was also the time when I was starting to realize that, like, a Disney movie is going to come out every year. Mm. And, like, I started to have a vague glimmer of, like, this is marketed toward kids. And, like, every year kids are supposed to get excited about whatever Disney movie comes out. You know what I mean? And so I was a little, like... Wait a minute, I was sort of starting to... Get too old for it. ...see the Matrix a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, no, my sister was really into it. Um, I remembered the... Uh, was it a raccoon named Miko? Mm-hmm. And a hummingbird named Flit? Yep. And there was a grandmother Willow who creeped me out? Yep. Oh, she creeped everyone out. Oh, she did. Okay, that's not just me. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sensitive Steve. Well, she also had, like, a really weird song that was like, do do. Do, do, do you will understand because she would go and talk to her grandmother tree yeah and the tree would like sing back to her in this like haunting voice mm-hmm. and it was creepy yeah yeah i think way too much of my understanding of the um the virginia colony Oh, yeah, how I picture things in that movie because like it has real characters. The right? songs are very yes. John Smith, yeah. And who is the the like, governor? Remember. Yeah, I don't remember. He like, was like uh, who are purple? That's was it Walter Raleigh? I don't remember. Hmm. But you're yeah, you're totally right. The songs in that were pretty good though. They're pretty clearly they're coming back to me because there's a song about Virginia Company. Yeah, like, I don't remember how the song goes, but. One line that has stuck in my head from that movie that has lived in my head rent-free for, what, 25 years now? Is the one where they're, like, singing, Savages, savages, barely even human. Yep, yes. Why does that line stick in my head? It's meant to. Yeah. No, you're right. I remember that, too. I mean, definitely Pocahontas has got to be problematic now. Like You would think so. Absolutely. I mean, it was problematic then, too. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but... And also, I think that the Disney that super twisted the story too. I think so too. That's I what I meant when I said like I think way too much of my so-called historical knowledge yes. is yeah. framed in terms of that movie. <laughs> All right, next up, Apollo thirteen. Uh Tom Hanks Houston, in space. Houston, we have a problem. Exactly. That was such a great movie. That's a movie that like probably I wasn't quite old enough to really. I saw it. But that was a movie that, like, my family ended up buying. Mm. And then we ended up watching, like, on... Because we had... I mean, I don't want to brag, but we had a TV with a VCR in our conversion van when we took our family trips. I know. Whoa. Yeah. So that was... Apollo 13 was one of the ones that we would watch on our family vacations pretty often. Because, you know, we had it on VHS. Sure. But, like, it's actually a good movie. Maybe we should watch that, too. I would watch that. I always want to say Apollo 18... Because that's the name of a They Might Be Giants album. Mm. And so I literally always get those two, I always get those two names confused. Um, also, like, Tom Hanks. I mean, you just can't go wrong. God. You just can't. He's such a great actor. America's sweetheart, that term, like, tends to only apply to women. But, like, no, it he, should apply to him, too. It, I think it does. Okay. It does. Yeah. One thing I remember is that my cousin, who is Greek, saw that movie. They would come to visit every summer. And so they would just stay the whole summer with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I remember him seeing that movie, and he really liked it. His way of explaining how exciting it was was like, I had to go to the bathroom the whole time. (laughs) And I was like, I know what you mean, but that's not the right... Maybe there's a Greek expression that's like... His English is 99.98% perfect. And then he'll say like one thing that will be like, oh, okay, it's not your first language. Like one thing he would always do would he'd say, Jordan, go close the light. Oh, Not turn the light off, close the light. But like... No, if you had spoke to him, you would not know he's not a... He is, I guess he is a native English speaker. He grew up speaking to his mom, but... Sure. Huh. I wonder if maybe, or maybe what he meant was like, I had to go to the bathroom the whole time because I didn't want to... I was so on the edge of my seat, I didn't want to get up to go. So I just held it the whole movie. Again. <laughs> Bad for your bladder health. Don't do that. All right. Next up, Waterworld. Oh, Underrated underrated. I will say that forever. That was one movie that came out and everybody thought it was so, they put a ton of money into making it. It was like one of the most expensive movies when it like came out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a lot of people were like, it was not good enough for how much money went into creating this. I disagree. I still think Waterworld is a very good movie. And yes, I did probably, I'm probably biased because I like Kevin Costner because I had a little crush on him in the mm. 90s, whatever. But I still say that's a pretty good movie. I've never seen the whole thing. What? It's also supposed to be really long. It is long. That was long. a complaint it, that people yes. had about it. Yes. How long it was. Yeah, it is a long movie. But I still think it's good. Hmm. Um, I would watch that too. Wow, we're getting a movie list to watch here. Nice. Yeah, the only thing I know about it is I think I've seen it on, you know, basic cable <laughs> at some yeah, point. Yeah. But um at the end when they come upon land mm-hmm. and it's Everest. Mm-hmm. They have the plaque for mm-hmm. where people hit, Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. I won't I won't do this say a spoiler, a spoiler, but I mean, what I just said was a spoiler. No, but for you, if you haven't really... I oh, okay. Mean, have I've not really... I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. Okay, then I will. I, I was going to reference part of it, but if you don't remember that, I'm not going to say it. All right, next up, Dangerous Minds. Throw candy bars at kids when they give you correct <laughs> answers. I use this technique often in my class. No, just kidding. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, really, the only way to get through to troubled black youth is being a tough white woman <laughs> with candy bars. Why did that stick out with I mean, that? That is a thing she tried in the class and it didn't work. Right. No, you, you're right. So, like, it's funny that that's what sticks out to you as her approach. But like, I remember watching it. I mean, I, again, it probably came out at that time. I didn't watch it till I was older. But I remember thinking like, I want a candy bar when I give a right answer in class. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. She also gets them to appreciate poetry. By analyzing doing... rap. Wow. Yeah. What a revolutionary idea. <laughs> Although I guess, you know, at the time it probably was. Now it's considered trite. <laughs> and last, Mortal Kombat. Never saw it. No, I didn't think I saw this one either. I think I saw the sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, maybe. Mm. Tom, my friend Tom, he took us to a Mortal Kombat movie for his, like, 12th birthday, but that would have been more like 97. And even then, I remember thinking, like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I didn't, again, I didn't know that movies could be bad. I just knew I didn't, like, want to watch the Mortal Kombat movie. So maybe I did know that movies could be bad. 
Okay, so that is it for summer movies. Right. Summer of 95. I'm going to do the music now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Put together a very small playlist this afternoon. I just want you to know I now have songs from Pocahontas stuck in my head. Well, this will get them out. Thank you. You ready? Okay, these are the Billboard Hot 100 songs from the summer of 95. And I'm just going to play enough to where you recognize them or we have something to say. That's probably way too soft if you're trying to... Are you going to play it on the thing? No. Do you know that voice? No. Uh, like, Brian Adams. You got it. I'm good. <laughs> you got it. This is Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman by yes. Brian Adams. Yeah, I, I recognize it, but it doesn't mean anything. This means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That is the least memorable. Oh, okay. Here's the one that dominated the airwaves the summer of 95. Are you ready? I'm ready. TLC. Waterfalls. Am I right? You're exactly right. Oh, yeah. Let's jump ahead. This is such a good song. I still think this is a good song. Like, if this song's on the radio, I don't change it. Did you know that there is a connection between that song and a song Paul McCartney wrote? No. He wrote a song, I mean, 20, 25 years before that has a lyric like, don't go chasing waterfalls. Hmm. (laughs) Please stick to the rivers and the lakes you're used to. Let's see. Jumping. I mean, that's a weird, that's a weird coincidence. I mean, they, maybe they used that as a reference or knew that, but yeah. Maybe. All right. There are not a lot of songs. I will say this, this summer was really dominated by waterfalls, but here we go. Here's another one. You ready? Yeah. Apparently number one for only a week. Oh yeah. Kiss from a Rose by Seal. <laughs> This was the theme to Batman Forever. Exactly right. Oh, yes, I remember. Who was Seal married to for he a number of years? Was was he married to Olivia Dabo? No. She's a supermodel. He had some, like, connection with Olivia Dabo. Maybe I don't even the know. Actress. I, I don't know she was the older sister in The Wonder Years. Oh. Is it like... No, he has two children with a supermodel who's uh, blonde uh, from Germany. Uh, Giselle Bündchen? Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. Okay. One of those. I actually looked up the lyrics to that song not that long ago because I was like, what the hell does this even mean? It's a nuts song. It totally is. There used to be a tower alone on the sea. Did you know when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can be seen? Yeah. (laughs) Baby. Yeah, Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, it's a good song. The Tower Alone on the Sea always reminded me of, like, <laughs> Stephen King, like the mm. Dark Tower kind of mythology. All right, last one. I'm ready. Gangster's Paradise by 
not Snoop Dogg. No. Oh, God. One hit wonder if there ever was. Oh, who is it? I don't know who's by. Coolio. Coolio, of course. Gosh. I listened to that song and thought I was badass. So that is the theme from Dangerous Minds. Yes, it is. Right. Yes, yes, you're totally right. All right. Yeah, I remember when that song would come on and I would listen to it and be like, I'm tough. <laughs> the same cousin who liked Apollo 13 really liked that song. Yeah. And he felt very much like, this is like real life. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> like what I like about Dangerous Minds is like, it shows life as it really is. Like, it's tough to be a kid in the inner city. <laughs> and I remember him trying to explain that to me and I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So that's our little walk down memory lane. Great. That was, was the that lightning was round. Okay. Should we get into news radio? I mean, sure. Is that what this podcast is about? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> All right. Can I hit you with a trivia question right at the beginning? Great. I want you, without looking at anything. My eyes are closed. Listener, I can verify they are closed. Oh, Close. Oh. <laughs> okay, close your eyes. Yep. I want you to name all eight main characters oh, on News Radio. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It, first and last, if you can. Oh, I can't do that. I can do first. Do name. as much as you can. So there's Dave and Lisa, there's Bill and Catherine, there's Mr. James, Matthew, Beth, and Joe. Wow, nice. Can you do any last names or. F- Mr. James? <laughs> That's his What's last his name. What's his first name? Bill. Bill James. <laughs> <laughs> Walter. <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy. He's Jimmy oh, James. Okay. The man's so nice they named him twice. No. Okay. okay. Uh, Beth. No. Joe. Electrician. He does not have a blast name yet. Um, Bill. No. Bill Lisa. McNeil. Oh, sure. Lisa. No. Lisa Miller. No. Uh, Dave. Wisconsin. Dave Wisconsin. That's right. Yep. He's friends with Robert California. Catherine. Nope. Duke. Okay. Okay. Just curious. Very I'm nice. pretty proud I got all eight. I so am quickly. too. Okay. Now let's do the actors. Oh, never. <laughs> Just nope. Just kidding. Okay. Sad eyes. Jennifer Aniston knockoff. <laughs> Kathy Griffin knockoff. Dick. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Uh, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> and... Uh, Catherine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say to that. That's how my brain works. All right. So let's take it from the top. I want to hear what you think of each character. Start with Sad Eyes. <laughs> I'm assuming Sad Eyes is Dave? Yes. Okay. He does have Sad Eyes. He does, yeah. Um, okay, so here's what I wrote. I wrote just one or two sentences for each character. I'm so excited to hear it. Dave sucks. I would not like him in real life. He's not a good boss. He is way too conflict avoidant. <laughs> you look, you look wounded. Oh no. Was this too much? Did I need to pare it down? No. <sighs> no. No. I just, I just thought there would be a, a kernel of. No, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm just yep. going to be honest. Like, I don't find anything redeeming about Dave. Okay. I guess there is something there's a little fire inside of him that we're supposed to believe is there because like once he stood up to the office when he like took all their desks away. Right. Mm. Um, and then we're supposed to be like, Oh, you what? You can be a tough guy or like he has integrity cause he took the shaft. 
Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, that's a thing. I think he is a shitty boyfriend. <laughs> I think he's awful, like, to lead his ex-girlfriend on or not break it off. Like, that's shitty of him. And then to have her fly all the way out and he doesn't, like, ever... Yeah, I just don't think good things about Dave. I don't think he's a good person. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Lisa. Lisa settles for too little. I think she might have low self-esteem. She is very competent. She's kind of a busybody. I don't buy her and Dave. (laughs) Great. Yeah, I think that she is a lot more capable than she gives herself credit for. I think she might be too good for this job. I don't like to tip my hand about what happens in this show. Yeah. But it heartens me to hear that that's your appraisal of Lisa. That's all I will say. Yeah. Uh, Bill, he is a great character. He feels like a character. He pushes it a little too much sometimes. I think that the characteriness of him is pushed too much sometimes into like, you're not even like a real person. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes he kind of almost turns the corner into like a Saturday Night Live character. Exactly. Where like, like he's too, he's too one dimensional. Like he's one note. Yeah. Um, but I do think that he's funny. He's one of the funnier characters. And I wrote that he punches his punchlines too hard sometimes. Mm. Um, and that's more of a criticism of the actor. Yeah. But Beth, her gum smacking is obnoxious. I find her distracting, but I am growing to like her slightly more. She feels like a one-dimensional character, but I feel like there's potential there. The lunch at the Waldorf gave me some, like, okay, maybe there's something else here. I hate how she's always in the background and just ping-ponging back and forth with her eyes. I find that annoying. I'm, yeah, I'm growing to like her more. Joe. What even is his purpose? He's just around. Get in or get out. (laughs) Like, is he a character on this show? It is stupid that he's around, has like one line, and then he's just like... He's in the background a lot, too, just like watching the action, which I find annoying. Yeah, that's really interesting. I had not realized how little he was in this show in season one. Mm -hmm. And again, um, season one and season two are really wrapped up together in my head. Sure. So even in season two, even in the first few episodes of season two, you're going to see a lot more of him. Sure. That's I mean, you've said that before, so I assume that's true. Matthew, I like him more than I want to. Most of my lols come from him. Yeah, that's how I feel about him (laughs) as well. Like, I don't want to like Andy Dick as much as I do. Right. But he is so good in this role. I'm just, I'll just be honest. He's just, he's just great. He, I have to like, I don't like to give credit always, but like, yeah, I do like him more than I want to. Um, And when I looked back on like the times that I've laughed, most of them have come from him. Yeah. Uh, Mr. James sucks. He's an unlikable rich guy. He's out of touch with reality, but he's supposed to be funny. Hmm. Don't like him. Uh, Catherine, she is too good for everyone. Above it all, I like her energy. <laughs> like, not like a snotty obnoxiousness to her, but I just, I feel... I go both ways. No, I don't feel like it's that. She just, again, feels very competent and, like, above the... Above the fray? Yes. Yeah. You compared her to Oscar... Martinez from yes. The Office. Yeah. And I think that was a good comparison. Yeah. So there you go. Is that everybody? Short and sweet. Yeah. yeah wow. People. Okay. I came prepared. I did my homework. You did. I, I appreciate it. That's really interesting. Um, I bet it's really interesting for you to hear. It would be like if we were watching Friends and you were giving me your appraisal of like Ross and Rachel mm-hmm. and Chandler. 
And I would be like, how can you think that about these characters when like I know where they're going? So it must be somewhat interesting to hear them. You know, I have to find, I find myself like trying to make sure I don't stumble across any like news radio <laughs> spoilers. Yes. Like when I was looking up, I was looking up episode synopses for each episode, just so I can remember the order of them. And I was like, I can't look at anything else because I have no idea. Like maybe these characters get married. Maybe some of them die. I have no, I, I know that Phil Hartman dies at one point in, in real life, obviously. So like, I know that's a thing, but I was like, I have to make sure I don't see any spoilers. Yeah. One thing listeners you might be interested to know or just might be relevant information for you is that I handle all of our social media. So if you're yeah. interacting with uh, WKJP pod on any of the socials, uh, that's me and Kayleen stays away from it. I mean, for her own mental health, but also <laughs> also just because like, yeah, this is your rodeo. Yeah, I come across a lot of things that span the entire series, right. just like jokes, right. like there's some really good news radio accounts out there, especially on Twitter, you know who you are, and they make jokes that span the series. So if you were right. doing that, I, w- I wouldn't get the jokes or I, they would be spoiled for me. Exactly. All right. So one thing I want to ask you is. I was just going to ask best episode, but I thought you had a better idea, which is to rank them. Yeah. There are only seven. Yeah. So my favorite episode was Big Day. Okay. Partly because I just really liked the idea of the shaft. Yes. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I felt like it was an arc throughout the whole episode that was like, actually had like a beginning, a middle and an end mm-hmm. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the other thing about that episode that I liked was that it did... Like I said, at the end, it did make me like Dave slightly more. It gave him a chance to do something noble. Yeah. What was your number one? My number one is smoking. Mm. That's my number two. Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about smoking? I like that it really showcases Bill. It gives him a chance very, very early in the series to be the character he is. And you can just tell that Phil Hartman already has a sense of the kind of guy he is and he just becomes more and more himself (laughs) yeah and i really like the kind of like bonding between him and dave um i just think there's some really funny moments too uh we can get into it in a bit but one of the big moments that i like is where they're talking to each other and matthew comes in and they shout at him yeah you really like that you always you thought that was really funny i really liked that episode that joe was at the movies with the flamboyantly gay man oh yeah I always, I just thought that was like a nice unexpected, like, hmm, that's nice. And Lisa's at the movies with some dork in a stupid hat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was my number two. My number three is Luncheon at the Waldorf. Okay. What did you like about that? Um, I liked that, again, it showed me a different side of Beth. You know, you said that that episode kind of showcases her a little bit and I kind of liked that. Like, it gave her something to do. Um, I actually found that episode interesting when we were talking about like, the social dynamics of that whole situation. I found that kind of interesting. The gender politics. Yeah. 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 And I kind of like the financial problem bit of it. I thought that was <laughs> kind of funny to be like Matthew's calls to France and Catherine's hair salon visits and yeah. the leaky copter and yes. whatever. So, uh, so my number one, like I said, was smoking. My second was big day, mm-hmm. which I do like. Um, my number three is sweeps week which we just talked about last week. That's my number four. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And what I liked about it was having a new character come in to have the main characters bounce off of. I just especially like Matthew in that episode. I think it's fun to watch him get so wrapped up in Nancy 
With his and pictures, his disposable <laughs> camera. That's right. And then to see him be so crushed when they <laughs> break up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I liked that episode. So that's my number four. I liked it in terms of the... The plot was kind of interesting, though, like, being friends with your ex, introducing Stuart, who apparently is hilarious. One thing I did not like about that episode, though, is, again, it made me dislike Dave a mm. lot. I just feel like it really made me... And I get I get that the show is, like, trying to be funny. Like, I am, I am taking things probably more serious than I should. Like, it's just supposed to be funny that his ex-girlfriend yes. comes yes. and doesn't know that they've broken up. And it's funny that she is kind of... I don't know, like insecure or whatever. But like, I just don't think that's actually funny. I think yeah. it's sad. And This show doesn't know what it is yet. It definitely, yeah, you can yeah. just tell it does not know what it is in the first season. Yeah. So I think that's something to keep in mind is that as I'm thinking about the first few episodes of season two, already it's going to have a better sense of the kind of show it is. Hmm. My number four is Inappropriate. That's my number five. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of like just yeah. staggered like yeah. that. Um, I really like the Buttafuoco situation. Yeah. Um, it's Buttafuoco. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, I just really like uh, Matthew's ongoing thinking he's going to get fired. Yes. And, yeah. Well, and just like, I don't know, he, that was one of the episodes where like, I was like, oh, he is making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Against my will. <laughs> Uh, so below that, I had luncheon at the Waldorf. Okay. You just didn't like that one quite as much. I found it to kind of drag. Yeah. yeah. I liked the gender politics. That was interesting. I think there's some really funny stuff in there. Bill's, like, metaphor about the Ferris wheel. I've just, like... Oh, God, no. I'm, that's... I mean, it's so uncomfortable, <gasps> but it's so funny. Um, it's a little one note to me. My favorite laugh from the whole season is in luncheon at the Waldorf. Which is... Oh, I know exactly what it is. We'll get there. We'll okay. talk about it later. Um, and then my number six is the pilot, which again, like there was nothing wrong with that, but I told you when we, in like the first episode, it, it just felt like watching a play yeah. and each episode is, or each character is being introduced. Like, yep. okay, it was fine. It was a pilot. No, but that's not my number six as well. And then the pilot. I bet number seven for both of us is the crisis. Yep. That stupid train. Yep. That was dumb. Just not very funny. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So it seems like we lined up quite a bit. What would be your best line or your best moment from the first season? So I have two favorite lines from the whole season. Both of them are lines that Matthew said. Mm. Italian made or Italian design. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Great. I just, that whole conversation, just the way they like ping pong back and forth. Yeah. I just, I just found it delicious. Okay. I just liked it. And the other line that I just really liked was, gotta avoid that shaft. I think I'm <laughs> going to be incorporating that into my lexicon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> gotta avoid that shaft. Yeah. So those are my two favorite. There were, I know that there were some lines that Bill said that really made me laugh too, but I couldn't think of any. These are the two I could think of off the top of my head that I was like, okay, I still think that's funny. I couldn't think of any specific lines that Bill said that I was like, oh, yeah, that was a really good one. Mm -hmm. So but I think Bill is my other character that makes me laugh. I think Bill and Matthew are the only two that make me laugh. They're my favorite, too. Yeah. And they were when I first watched this as well. Mm -hmm. I really latched onto Bill and I really latched onto Matthew. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the thing I'm going to say over and over about this show is everybody, I think, is funny in their own way. And 
all of their ways of being funny are very different. Mm-hmm. So I think eventually everybody gets the chance to be funny, but they're all very different flavors. Hmm. Um, so my two favorite moments, I've already said one, which is the situation where Matthew comes into the office and Bill oh, and right. Dave scream at him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think I just like the situation of an unexpecting person come in like, hey guys, what's going on? And just have two people team up and just launch at him. I don't know. That makes me laugh. Um, I also just really like Bill's situation with the um, the patch. And oh. How he, he wore them like a belt. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yep, he liked that. And then he still had the lingering side effects. That smells like an ashtray when I pee. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yep. So I think I think both of my favorite moments come from smoking. Hmm. We should do predictions at the very end. Let's do trivia. Okay. All right. It's the game. The game. The game is afoot. Question number one. Name all four expenses mentioned in the budget overall. Oh, no. Uh, Dave investigates four different... So Matthew makes phone calls to France. Or a French-speaking country. Or a French-speaking country, sure. Uh, I love the idea that he's, like, calling, you know, Senegal or something. Uh, Catherine goes to see Shivana Luge. And... There's the, oh, magazine subscriptions from Beth and the Leaky Helicopters. Very nice. Actually, there's one more. I had forgotten about the magazine subscriptions. There's one more mentioned in passing. I'll give you that as a bonus. Is it from Lisa? Nope. Do you know how they get to the luncheon at the Waldorf? Oh, the limo? Yeah, Bill takes them all the time. Right, right. Yeah, nice work. There you go. Okay, so you and I each remembered four. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number two. What is the name of the visionary? Tom. Tom the visionary is his name. What is the full name of the visionary? Tom Wilson. I don't know his last name. I just know it's Tom. Tom P. Baxter. Ah. That's all right. Half point. Half point. Question number three. What is Dave's tell, according to Beth? How can she tell he's lying? Oh, what is it he says... No, lying? Well, the thing with Nancy is where he says, apparently, is that it? No, that's not it. Nope. I don't know. What is it? You know that there's a thing that you always do when you're lying. He adjusts his tie. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. that one day he comes in, he's not even wearing a tie. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Yep. Question number four. Name the two hairdressers at the salon. Siobhan Luge Mm -hmm. and... Oh. This is the salon that Catherine goes to. I know, I know. Sherry Zay. Very good, yeah. Am I right? Illusion, Sherry Zay, yeah. Question number five. How many patches was Bill 16. wearing? Am I right? Correct. 15, 16. Okay. Yeah, nice. I'll give that to you. All right. Question number six. What was the name of the handyman character who only appeared in oh, episode one? Oh, no. I don't know. Ed. But that's not Ed. That was the other boss. I don't remember. Was it Joe? What is it? That would be Rick. Rick. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in the first episode, I asked you, what did you think of Rick? And you said, who's Rick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
You've half answered this. What was the name of the previous station manager? Ed. Ed Shablonsky. <laughs> interesting, interesting. That would be Ed Harlow. Ah. So I'll give that to you. Question number eight. Where does Mr. James live? Connecticut. Can you name the city? Hartford. Oh, good guess. Good guess. That would be Litchfield. Ah. I'm going to give you half a point. He has dogs. He does. Question number nine. Name either Bill's friend or Bill's friend's office furniture business. Oh, God. The guy who's on hold. It's like Big Ted's Furniture Emporium. I'm so close, aren't I? You're so close, yeah. What is it? That would be Tony Palmer at Desk Emporium. Ah, Good guess. All right, question 10. This is actually a question about our show. Oh. Can you name the themes for all seven games we have played? (laughs) What? Okay. So we have played a game yeah. in each of our seven episodes. Yeah. Can you name those themes? Okay, so the first one theme was pilots. Correct. The second one's theme for inappropriate. I don't remember. What was it? That would be famous TV couples. Oh, no. I don't know number three either. The one that was snow smoking. I have no idea. That would be the number three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I blocked out. I'm not good at trivia, so I blocked out. You know how people say they half-ass things? I one-third my ass that. That was a a third-assed. A third of an ass game. Third-ass game. Uh, Number four was about the trains. And so didn't you ask about trains? Like mass transit? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I wrote the one number five. It was shafts and bonuses. Correct. Number six was the one at the Waldorf... I don't remember. That would be dresses. Oh, right. Okay. And number seven. And number seven. I did that one. And it was a mishmash of themes. 90s businesses, visionaries, ways to make money in the 90s. (laughs) Technology, Technology, business, and visionaries in the 90s. Technology, visions, and business in the 90s. (laughs) Good. I still stand by that category. All right. I'm going to give you half a point for that because you got probably more than half of them right. So you got 5.5 out of 10, which oh. is better than your average. Thanks, Jordan. You're like, well, it's true. It is better than your well, average. Well, it is true. All right. Now, Kayleen, I would like I would like to hear your predictions for season two. Okay. So my predictions aren't necessarily for season two. They're just what I think is going to happen at some point. In the remainder of the show. Yes. Great. Because as I was thinking about this, I was realizing that there aren't any really big arcs in this show right now. Right? That's true. Like the only arc is Dave and Lisa. Yep. They have a relationship that is going to go somewhere apparently. So what I said was Dave and Lisa are on and off for the whole series. This is like a Ross and Rachel thing. I would not be surprised if, if I had to go long term, I bet they will be on and off, uh, broken up, get back together, and then at the end of the series, they will end up back together again. Hmm. That's what I predict. I predict that Bill, I kind of went through each character and was like, this is what I think is going to happen with these characters. Great. Um, I wrote that I think Bill is the comic relief and he will always be doing something funny, but he will not ever have an arc. Hmm. Like, he will always just be around doing 
funny things, but like he won't have a thing that he's always kind of working toward or changing about him. I think Beth is going to get together with Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And I will tell you why. Okay. I think that both of them need something to anchor them in the show. Mm. And so I feel like they are a relationship that would kind of make sense because they're both kind of just adrift characters. And because she was into that FedEx dude. Yeah. It kind of would make sense that she would maybe be a little into the like handyman in the office. I don't know that it would be like an actual relationship, but I wouldn't be surprised if they had like a fling at some point. Just because of how like secondary both of these characters are. I think Matthew is kind of the same as Bill in that like he is going to just continue being like the funny character. Um, But I think that he is like the butt of the jokes that Bill is making. So like that dynamic in their relationship or friendship or whatever is going to continue. Like Bill is funny making jokes. Matthew is funny having having jokes made at his expense. This is an audio medium, so people can't see that I had a huge grin on my face when you said that just now. Oh, okay. That just makes me very happy to hear. Great. I I have no idea if these are right or wrong, okay. but this is just my thinking today. Um, I said that I think Catherine is kind of the same as Bill, but she's a woman. So I think that she's also kind of just... I don't see Catherine playing any major roles. I see her also kind of being around being like funny. Um, I think she'll continue kind of making like the sarcastic remarks or kind of being the one that's like down to earth, keeping things kind of grounded or whatever. So far, she's really been the straight man in a lot of things. She's just like, yes, dealing with all these idiots around her a little bit. Um, and I wrote that I think Mr. James, and this is partly based on what you think you've said to me. I think we will find out that he's not such a bad guy. I think that he will continue to be a bigger part of jokes. I feel like Mm. he will be around more and be more involved in, like, bigger setups of jokes. And then I said, I don't think any arcs have really been set up other than Dave and Lisa. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some arc of, like, the station gets bought out. Mm. (laughs) And now they have to do, like... Uh, mariachi music or something like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. oh, the station's in trouble and they're losing funding because it's like, are they, I don't even, I guess they're not like public radio, no. but they're not getting the funding. So they need to like, yeah, do stupid things to save the station, mm. right? Or things like that. But I don't, I, I think that this show stays at that station on that same type of set. I think. I don't think that the set ends up moving or going somewhere. Mm. Again, kind of in the same way that like Jerry's apartment or the friend's apartment or yeah. Frazier's apartment or yeah. the bar at Cheers. I feel like the station is, you know, the office. It's the, yes. it's the thing that stays constant. Yes. Um, it is the set. Right. But I think that like the station will probably have some things like that, like being bought out or being almost going under or whatever. I don't know that this cast ever gets any bigger either. Like, I don't know if this, if these eight people stay on the whole time or not, or if anyone else gets added on. I don't feel like it does, but I don't know. Hmm. So call me Miss Cleo. There's my predictions. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. I loved hearing this. Yeah. Oh, good. One thing I just, 
I don't want to discourage anything you've said, but I was thinking a lot about this today, knowing we were going to record, and one thing I want you to keep in mind is that this is just not a show that has big character arcs or narrative arcs the way other even sitcoms do, or like with Friends, where Ross and Rachel, or you know, Phoebe having the surrogacy pregnancy or things like that. This just really isn't like that. It's literally a sitcom in the sense that we have these characters, we know what their personalities are like, they're going to meet with a different challenge every week and right. react to it in a humorous way. Got it. As opposed to like things continuing to build over time. Sure. There are some, and we will see those, but I just want to caution you against thinking it's going to be like the athlete arc sure. <laughs> you know, at no, the end of the No, I, and I, I figured that, but I figured like... There, there should and could be character development, yes, right? And like characters should is. change and things happen to them and then they maybe reference back to things that happened or, you know, like, but I, I understand that like, this isn't going to be a two characters probably <laughs> don't, you know, get married and move away. And then we find out that like, now we shoot in their house or something <laughs> right. like that. Like, yes, that's no. not a thing. No, definitely. And... The other thing I was going to say was, oh, that to me is the pleasure of this show, is getting to know each of these characters, um, and they do all get more and more rounded out. So I think a lot of your complaint was how one-dimensional a lot of them were, Mm -hmm. and I think that will, I think that'll dissipate or be fixed even in the next season Mm -hmm. a bit, but in general, it's still going to be like, we know these goofballs and we know how each of them is going to respond to the situation every week. Mm -hmm. It's a little like early to mid season office in that way where there was less of like an arc of, you know, the Michael Scott paper company or, you know, uh, Michael Scott and Jan or whatever. And more of like, um, diversity day, diversity day. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of what I think. Oh, I just loved hearing that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now it's time for recommendations. Kayleen, would you like to go first? I would. I highly recommend buy yourself some pajamas. (laughs) And here's why I'm recommending this. So for the greater part of the last decade, what I wear to bed is typically a t-shirt, whatever. Sometimes a t-shirt I was wearing that day. And then uh, I have some like leggings or yoga pants or whatever that I just, you know, kind of your sweatpants that you just have around, right? And lately I had it in my head that I was like, I could buy pajamas, <laughs> like a grown-up. And one thing people who know me know that I am a tall woman, and so buying pants or like buying pajama sets is not always easy because the pants are never long enough. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go and find myself a pair of pajamas. And I went on the Old Navy website and I bought myself a pair of pajama pants and a pajama shirt, and it is my new favorite thing in the whole world. And I love them. And it feels weird to have like a special outfit to put on to go to bed, but I'm kind of liking it. And I feel like this might, cause like our kid, our older kid, he wears pajamas to bed every night. Like he has his pajama drawer, right? And I was like, I want pajamas. <laughs> so like, at the end of the day, I change my outfit into the outfit that I wear to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just like taking off my pants and getting into bed and falling asleep in whatever I happen to wear that day. Yeah. So I'm a grown up 
and I have a sleeping outfit. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I just really like these pajama pants and I'm happy that I bought them. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. I've told our oldest. I'm envious of his PJs. You want rocket PJs too? Yeah. I like that they match. Dinosaurs, like the tops and the bottoms. The and like he's got one that's like bedtime is fantastic. And yep. has like a shark on it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. All right. I am going to recommend. So Kayleen, tell them what you're eating right now. Unreal. I'm eating candy from the Unreal company that Jordan got me for my birthday. Uh-huh. Would you like credit? <laughs> well, you recommended it. Oh, yeah. It was one of your recommendations yeah. early on. Yes, I really do like this candy company, Unreal. They have less sugar than typical candy, and there's lots of different kinds. And Jordan got me a variety pack for my birthday of different flavors. And who doesn't love a variety pack? Exactly. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. And I will say that I've helped myself to more than I... That has not gone unnoticed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Gulp. There it is. Oh, oh, oh. All right. I've got something to recommend. Great. I am going to recommend Huel. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for you to do that. Yeah. Great. So Huel is... Human fuel. Human fuel. It is a nutritionally complete powdered food. Um, you can add water to it and shake it up if it's cold. You can add very hot water and stir it to, if it's the savory kind. Um, it's designed to be a complete meal that is basically dehydrated and um, reconstituted. And I really like it. It is the fastest and easiest way to get a nutritionally complete meal I think I've ever discovered. I mean, so Kayleen and I have talked about this for years, right? What we are looking for is something that is healthy, fast, cheap, tastes good. There was one more criterion. Um, Do you remember what it was? You already said fast. Healthy, fast, cheap, Well, I mean, like, good. Li- like, low prep or something like that, maybe? Yeah, low prep. Anyway, Heal is the closest I have come to finding something that just works for me as a meal every single day. And I do have it basically every day, either as breakfast or as lunch or both. So, yeah, you can check out their website. I think it's Huel.com, H-U-E-L. And uh, is it delicious? No, it is not delicious, but it tastes fine. And if what you're doing is, like me, you're working at your desk through lunch, just trying to get a little bit more done so you can go home at the end of the day, it's nice to have a bottle of Huel right there that you just, it's right there and ready to go for you. I feel like it's important to designate. So like you have like the powdered, it's almost like a shake, right? And there's chocolate and vanilla that you usually have. Yeah. Um, and you usually have a cold, right? I do. I have the, like, the, like, gym rat shaker bottle. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the yes. gym rats who, like, shake up their creatine, and it's, yes. it's like that, except it's a protein powder. Because I like Huel, too, but I don't like what you like about right. it. I like the savory, and that's not powdered. Like, so it has rice and quinoa and, like, grains in it, and it has, like, dehydrated It's more, vegetables. yeah, dehydrated. But, I mean, it's, the consistency of it is kind of... Mush? <laughs> As they say, gruel. Yeah, it's like, it's a nutrient mush. <laughs> yeah, but like, they have different, like, they have a um, yellow coconut curry that I really like. They have a, a green Thai curry, mm-hmm. I think that I like. There's yeah. like a sweet and sour one. 
So I like the savory. I like for I like it for lunch because if you're like me and you get 20 minutes to eat in your workday, yeah. the fact that you can take a scoop of this, put in some water, put it in the microwave for two minutes, and you're exactly right. It tastes fine, and it really does fill me up. Yes. It doesn't, there's no like crash like i feel like actually full yes um so i like it too yeah we eat it differently i feel like no that's you know that's a really good point you do tend to like the hotter savory stuff and i tend to like the cold protein powder yeah like i wouldn't do the protein shakes Mm -hmm. partly because like honestly those are too much for me like i think that would like overfill me oh sure and i can't because i have to wear a mask all day at my job i can't drink it yeah so i would have to chug that in like 10 minutes and that would not be pleasant that would be a little rough yeah. yeah um yeah it's the closest i have discovered to being able to take a meal pill which we were promised as part of the future would be all meals would be in pill form we're not there yet this is the closest that we've gotten someday someday um yeah i would say that it never makes me feel full but I stop feeling hungry, which is exactly what I want. Like, I have exactly enough that I stop feeling hungry and I can continue with my day. And you're right, I've never thought about the fact that, like, I don't have any sort of, like, sugar crash or anything. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's vegan. It's, um, it can be a little bit pricey up front, but then when you think about it per meal, it's actually fairly cheap. Oh, it's It's, very cheap. yeah, Yeah, certainly cheaper than getting yeah. eating out every day it's also very convenient i just keep a bag of it in my office at work and like i don't have to bring lunches yeah which is awesome yeah <laughs> like i don't have to meal prep the night before yeah or, like think about what am i gonna eat tomorrow for lunch which i really like definitely so yeah i think i was probably holding out because i want huel to sponsor us and i didn't want to give oh, free advertising well <laughs> no i don't think that's true huel if you want to sponsor us reach out let me know we have we have tens of listeners. So, yeah, check out Huel. That's my recommendation. All right, we have two more things to do. Uh-oh. For next time, we will be watching episode one of season two. <laughs> I'm really excited. That episode is called No, This Is Not Based Entirely on Julie's Life, which is an in-joke among the writers. Again, you never see the titles right. of these episodes. So they can call it whatever they want. It refers to producer Julie Bean. Okay. And there is a plot in the episode that you can imagine probably came from her. Yeah. (laughs) Her real life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good one. It is one that I find very memorable. It aired on September 19th, 1995. So, yep, we're going to jump through the summer of 95, land in the middle of September on a Tuesday night. And that's what we'll be talking about next time. All right. So for next time, watch season two, episode one. And again, everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks for keeping us company on this journey through season one of News Radio. I have a question. Go ahead. If anyone wants to answer it. What do you do when you listen to us? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, I tend to listen to podcasts when I am either driving or when I am nursing our youngest at bedtime, I listen to podcasts. You often listen to podcasts when you're cleaning. Yes. Often at work, I think, I also. Listen to, I listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah. So I do, I'm kind of I'm a weirdo where I have, like, specific podcasts that I like to do while doing specific things. Sure. So, like, when I'm doing the dishes at night, I like to listen to this podcast. Yeah. When I'm 
you know, vacuuming, I like to listen to this podcast. When so, I'm driving to pick up Chipotle on Monday nights, I like to listen to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I would just like to, I'd be curious to know, when you listen to our podcast, what are you doing or when do you typically listen to it? Just curious. Yeah. Join us again in season two. Oh, Kayleen, I have to ask. This is how we're going to end every season. Mm-hmm. Kayleen, are you a fan of News Radio? No. Okay. Oh, oh you're Phineas. I don't, I don't think my face was anything. Oh, your lip did a thing. It totally did. It quivered. <laughs> it's a little. Quivered like our youngest. No, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan. I would not say I dislike this show, but after one season, I... Cut half a season. Fair enough. I would say, like, if I, if, if I never saw another episode of News Radio, I wouldn't be sad. Sure. How does it stack up to what you thought it would be? When I first had us make our episode zero. Mm, I feel like it's about what I thought. Okay. Like, I don't dislike it, and I don't particularly like it either. Sure. Great. Are you excited about going into season two, or are you kind of dreading it? No, I'm not dreading it at all. I'm curious, because you seem to have a lot of hopes pinned on this season. I will say that I've just, I've said this all along. This season one has been kind of a slog. This is not the news radio I remember. Right. And I think that's because it's season one. I think when I get into seasons two, three, four, that's the news radio I remember. And that's going to make right. me feel yeah, so happier. I'm, I'm curious about that. Yeah. I I do feel a tiny bit more pressure of like, oh, I better like this because Jordan likes it. I'm not trying to get it to be your favorite show. I know that's not going to happen. I I want you to be a fan. I know. I want you to be like, yes, I like that show. Okay, we're not there yet. Nope. Okay. Thank we'll, you. We'll keep trucking. Thank you. I, I, I cherish your honesty. I am nothing if not honest. That's true. All right, let's wrap this up. For WKJP News Radio, this is Kayleen. And Jordan. Signing off. The theme music for WKJP News Radio is the song You Say But You Don't Know by the band Troubles Afoot. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, or wherever you find new music. Special thanks to Uncle Keith for our use of equipment and technical support. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at WKJPPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at WKJPPod at gmail.com. If you like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to help us find other listeners like you. Thanks so much for listening.